Captain's Log, Episode 97. This episode of the Beer Avengers Podcast is sponsored by the Beer and Cheese Collective, located at 35-11 Dittmar's Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Enjoy their eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at the Beer and Cheese Collective. Home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. Captain Huck and Beer Wonder welcome back actor, author, and happy hour guy Mark Aldrich for a sweeping four-pour show live from his disclosed location of flagship brewing on Staten Island. It's a wide-ranging episode from Mark's origin story, his budding literary career, the state of theater four years into pandemic land, and, of course, the sacred naming ritual. You know the drill. And if you don't, check out our back catalog for a refresher course. Remember to like, star, and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 97, We Drink and We Forget Things. With a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. With a beer, Avengers, with a beer, beer, beer. Beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the beer Avengers. Welcome to the Beercast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens. I am Captain Porter Brown Stout. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in a fifty-five and older uh, gated community. <laughs> it is I. In California, uh, I, it's me, the pale male hophead Huck. <laughs> and coming to you from the County of Kings, why, it is I, the Beer Wonder. And we are the, the Beer, Beer Avengers. Avengers. Uh, I don't I don't know if Hawk and I know where we are. I'm a little worried about both of us. I'm going to be honest. Well, you were you felt like you were trying to sort of push the tempo, and that probably needed a little of that from time to time. But maybe I think it all came out fine. Maybe uh, start, start it over again. Start it over again. I, I think <laughs> we're going to be okay. I think we're going to make it through. I, I, on this we, one. We, we, I, th- I think this is, I'm this joking, is part of, of the course. Ma- it's part of the magic we come here for. Uh, welcome to the the beer cast, uh, all of you out there. In here, we uh, actually have. A return guest who is also Woo. a first-time guest, yes. uh, and I'll explain what that means shortly. We have uh, Broadway and TV and film uh, and other theaters as well. Uh, actor, author, uh, beer uh, podcaster in his own right, uh, Mark Aldrich. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Woo. Thank you so much. Woo. It is welcome. my pleasure to be here. I was very, very thrilled to be asked. Now, Mark, there, something exciting has happened. You are, if I understand, on location doing important Beer Avengers research this evening. Are you not? I, I, I am. I am. As you can see behind me, uh, oh, nicely. Yeah. Um, I am at the uh, the flagship brewery in Staten Island, actually, just a stone's throw from the, the ferry. Um, and it's. Uh, I try to conduct business here on Wednesday nights because it is one of the um, the great so far, undiscovered beer deals in the city. Uh, on Wednesday nights, they have a Ooh. twenty to, on twenty dollars for twenty dollars. You get an open bar from seven to close, 
and all-you-can-eat pizza from Pier 76, which is just down the street in one of the best uh, pizzas in this part of the city. Um, so it is a, a killer. That's deal. saying a lot for Staten Island. It re- it really is, yeah, because pizza is one of the things that Staten Island actually does do really well. Yeah, so this is this is a that is true. Yeah, yes, that, that, and it was not yeah. intended to be a left-handed compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Um, and, we'll save and those for later. It's it's it's, it's an it's a true open bar. So right now they've got a ten percent barrel-aged stout on on draft, and and you can you can get that if you want. I prefer to to be able to walk home, so I'm not going to do that. But um, but it's there if you want it. Well, that actually sounds like a wonderful segue uh, to our pours. Uh, let's 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 get it going. And uh, and beer wonder, uh, am I correct in thinking that that Mark 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 should go first, right? We're we're nearing it on a hundred episodes, and I'm finally getting through to you guys. I think. Wait, Hawk, do you have do you have questions? No, no, no. I, I'll go along with that. All right. So, Mark, Mark, uh, what, what 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 fresh pour do you have there? Well, this is. It, it was fresh just a minute ago. Um, um, this is the, they actually have a, a new series here at flagship that, um, that they've been doing with the porterhouse brewing from Dublin, Ireland. So they've got their Wolfhound uh, series. This is uh, a nitro Irish red. Uh, the, the, the brewers from flagship actually traveled to Dublin and they, they got a crash course in, in how to, to brew this porterhouse may sound familiar. They actually run Francis Tavern in lower Manhattan. Um, so right. All oh, yeah. Beers, yeah, I've had a yeah. lot of their beers there. So all of their beers uh, have been poured there, but now uh, with Flagship on board, Flagship is making their uh, their Nitro uh, Stout and their Nitro Red here in Staten Island. So you're going to be seeing it more around the city. Um, they're really, really good. Uh, I, I'm I'm very impressed with, with what they came up with. Um, and it's one of my go-tos. If I see this out and about in the wild, I will get the Red or the Stout if I see it because they're, they're excellent. Excellent. Well, that's a wonderful way to start. Uh, all right, Beer Wonder, uh, who should go next? Well, Huck, Huck had objections. And really, I feel like I, <laughs> I, I was not very a very inclusive host here by really just sort of like going in on Huck there and not really letting me do his objections. So in, as a penance, I do feel like Huck should go next. Well, I, I thank you very much. I, I, uh, I was going to I had a, a bunch of beers. I'm not quite at home. So I had a, a few beers I brought up. But then uh, I did a little bit of a. I had to go uh, run some errands in in San Ra- San Ramon, which is where the Fieldwork Brewing is located. And I got this beauty right here. It's called Wrapped in Warm Flannel. It is Ooh. a wee heavy added a Scotch wee. ale, weighing in a wee heavy, weighing it at eleven percent. That's just nice wee ABV. <laughs> so I love a good Scotch ale. Uh, let's give it a shot here. Oh, and it's a bottle. It's got a, you got to get the bottle opener to crack that one open. That's that. This is this is doing doing correct. Oh dear. Oh my. Oh, that's nice. Lighter in color that, than than I thought. It's a bit more brown than dark, but yeah, it's got like a dark honey hey. character to it. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah. Oh. I feel like I'm out in the peat bog right now. Well, that, that's time. what happens when you have a wee heavy. Yeah. Nice February day for a peat bog. That's true. Looking good, and I love the bottle. I love, I love that like old school sense about that. It, uh, yeah, I dig it. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. you're looking forward to trying this one. Yep. All right. Now, Captain, now which one of us? It's a standoff. It's a standoff. All right. You know what? I'll just rip off the bandaid and go next. There you go. Uh, there you go. 
All right. So this is a brewery, and I have a funny story uh, that relates in a peripheral way to Mark, our guest today. Uh, this is from Ghost Talk Brewing. Oh. Uh, it is uh, from which I believe is in Passaic, New Jersey. It is a Belgian double, and the name of the uh, of the beer is Dark and Cold. Spelled like as if it were a German word, D-A-R-K-E-N-K-O-L-D. Uh, you can't quite see it there, but. Uh, is there like a feather at. on the can? What is that? Well, it's a hawk. It's a ghost hawk. So, oh, you know, that's hawk. What it, it's, it's, oh, it's there a hawk we go. feather. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Right, let's see, see what we got here. I know. I got to pick it up. Got to gotta catch up here. Sounded like a good crack, though. Ooh. Oh, Toastier. Similar, similar yeah. color. Yeah, it's dark, it's dark and cold. It's a little dark. It is yeah. dark and cold. Um, yeah, good head on that one though. It looks like really fine yeah, bubbles there. So that looks beautiful. Yeah, a little, little lighter than the captain usually pours, but um, certainly with a name like that, it's got to be dark and dark and cold. All right, beer wonder. It's time. Well, I, here's the thing. Um, uh, the the you you had the darkness, and I guess I am bringing the light because tonight I will be drinking a sponsored pour. Oh, a sponsored pour oh. from the Beer and Cheese Collective at thirty five dash eleven Boulevard. I know we we like them. We're we're big fans of them, and the provider does provide. And while, while the while the captain is in the darkness, I am using this beer to find the way in total daylight from Hop Butcher for the world. Check out that cool can art oh, on there. I love yeah. the sort of like wrapped hair oh, yeah, kind of sense. Yeah, there's very cool stuff there. Uh, other thing I love about it, if you take a look at the back of the can, there's a hop on it. And it gives you like the dimensions of flavor based on the hop there. I love this little design. So something that they consistently do on all their cans, it looks like. So I'm excited to enjoy this double IPA with Citra, Nelson, oh. and Galaxy hops. So, yeah. This is a very wonder beer. I'll say that. It's Get right it. up my alley. All right, here we go. Let's give the pour. Looking like grapefruit oh, juice a... right out. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah, basically. Very hazy. Haze-tastic. Getting even hazier. That's beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Really light. I mean, gorgeous beer. Definitely smell the grapefruit. Gorgeous can. Every, every, it's just, it's, this, is, this is a looker and soon to be a drinker. So, gentlemen, should we do All it? Right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Avengers. Cheers, Avengers. Well, that's very nice. Oh, lassie. <laughs> well, we're all uh, coming up with our tasting notes. I do want to give a little bit more background to those of you who haven't listened to every single episode of the of the Beer Avengers. Uh, but if you haven't, you should do that now. Uh, and, and if you haven't listened to episode 49, that was episode called Curtain Up. Where uh, Mark, uh, who is a member of the of the two person organization, the Happy Hour guys, uh, and 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 Jimmy and the the brewer Dave Lopez of Gun Hill, we're all on to talk about curtain up beer. Um, so that's why I meant that that Mark had been on the show before, uh, but this is first in his own right. So uh, so that's why we didn't include him in the intros up top. But of course, next time that will all change. Um, and, and had the idea to have, have Mark on. I'd been thinking about it for a while, but wanted to get in touch with you. So a couple months ago, well, actually it wasn't a couple months ago, I went to the Gun Hill Barrel Age Festival and ran into Mark again, and I was thinking about how great it would be to, to have him on the show. Um, and, and here we are with all of this, uh, because episode 49, was that was quite a while ago. Uh, and Fortunately, yeah. you can go back, you know, listen to it, you can hear it. Um, and, uh, and Mark, the reason I said that you're peripherally attached to this beer 
uh, is because when we ran into each other at the Gun Hill uh, Festival, you know, of course, part of the deal with the VIP thing was you come home with a a bottle of I think it was comes the night beer. Yeah. But yeah. somehow yeah. I wound up with this beer as well. I I, oh. I brought it home with me. I don't know where I got it. Uh, I think it might be our friends, uh, Eric and Sweetie, our fans who, uh, were there, uh, and they do this wonderful vlogging thing. And she was talking about how much she likes doubles. So, uh, if you're listening, Sweetie, I'm sorry, I didn't remember you giving me this beer, but when it's hour three of the beer festival, all rules are off. Uh, and so, so this is me thanking you if you're the person I'm here to thank. <laughs> yeah, that is very understandable. You're right. Hour three, actually like two and a half and beyond. It, it all bets are off. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, uh, Huck. Uh, hey, we, we, we. You were saying we've been to Go- Ghost Talk, haven't we? Yeah, my birthday crawl back in nineteen. Oh, mm-hmm. on that like incredibly hot day out there. Yes, and we got those famous hot dogs across the street. Oh yeah, oh, that yes. was fun. The the the, the most famous hot dogs. Yeah, but it they, looks they like good. they've grown because I don't think they were canning back when we visited. I don't think so either. I don't remember walking out with anything. And I remember we walked out of most places with things on that crawl. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. This is this is really nice. It's it's a, it's a classic Belgian. Uh, I think it's about a seven point five percent here, if I read that correctly. And uh, just love that name, dark and cold. Um, but but really 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 nice. Uh, how is that? How's the the flagship? How's that barrel aged stout treating you, Mark? Uh, it's actually not the barrel aged stout. Um, I'm drinking the um, the Irish Nitro Red. Yeah, it's um. You, clearly, you can tell where my brain is. Yeah, <laughs> clearly I'm not enjoying it. Um, but uh, no, it's it's great. It's it's very rich. It's creamy, um, big big malt, uh, big caramel uh, notes. It's it's really really nice. Um, and uh, and you know how often do you get to have a, a nitro red these days? So um, I'm a fan. Big true. Fan. This Scotch ale is right on the money. I mean, I feel yeah. wrapped in warm flannel. Mm. It is caramely. It's a little bit smoky. Super. I don't want to say super boozy, but boozy in a good way. Like it's oh, like wow. war- warming my throat. It's really, uh, really pretty good uh, uh, field work. And this bottle was only ten bills. So, oh wow, How about that's that? solid. That's a bargain. <laughs> Where where did you where did you acquire said bottle? Uh, Fieldwork Brewing. I got it at the brewery. Okay. Oh, at the brewery. Nice. Okay. They uh, are originally from San Ramon. Uh, they have brew. They have brew pubs uh, around the Bay Area, even as far south as uh, 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 what's that town called? Monterey. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. There's a, uh, there's a brew pub there. There's one in San Francisco. They they're around, you know. So they kind of have grown over the years. Uh, Oh, and look, it's bagpipes. I just noticed that's that's what that mm. was a picture of. But yeah, really right on for a wee heavy. Uh, it's made with Scottish and English malts. Mm-hmm. And it's been, uh, it's got, it says mild, uh, smoky, uh, malty cacophony. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Right on. There you go. A beer that describes itself as a cacophony is probably doing it right. <laughs> yes. How's that? Uh, how's the hot butcher beer there, uh, Beer Wonder? Well, it is tropical. And that is yeah. one of the things on the can. It does feel like I've got a pineapple and a mango all blended together in some sort of like 
fruity beverage. I'm sitting there, island breeze, maybe a banana nearby. It's got the whole situation. And that's kind of what you'd expect with this combo of hops. So it's kind of doing exactly what it needs to do. It is delicious, but it is also a so slow sipper. This one is seven and a half percent, so it's gonna it's gonna do what it needs to do quickly. Um, you don't want to rush it. You know, you gotta you gotta enjoy those island breezes while you can, um, and uh, def definitely uh, head your way into total daylight with this thing. I came up with a photo of us at uh, at Ghost Talk. Here. Oh my gosh! Look are. at that! Yeah. Look at these young kids. <laughs> well, when you mentioned it was right after we had those famous hot dogs, I do, I do have a vague recollection of that particular one. That was at least our second or third brewery of the day. Yeah, it was fun. I remember that. Yep. It was Cider that Girl was as our fun. designated driver. Yes, she did uh, a great job. Oh, my gosh. In the before times. Before, before, before. It well, that's the, we, well, we were talking about that barrel-aged festival, and Mark was at the very first one of those, which oh, wow. I, had, I had forgotten was actually – the 2020 version of before times because January 2020 oh, right. was before sure. times. the very uh, beginning, the very edge, yeah. very edge of glory. Mark, what was your experience at the barrel age fest? Oh my gosh. I mean, it was for me personally, it was great. I was actually on a hiatus from being on tour with the show. So I was in town for a short period of time and mm. every the stars aligned. And, uh, and, and Jimmy and I were, were able to go, as you mentioned earlier, Dave Lopez is a friend of ours. So, um, so we were excited just to, to be there and to be in the space. And uh, my wife very graciously uh, agreed to be the designated driver. So we enjoyed ourselves with no, uh, no limitations, shall we say. Um, and, uh, oh, it was just, okay. it was an interesting, interesting juxtaposition from the one this year to back then. Um, and back then it was all, or predominantly really, really dark, really high ABV, um, lots of lots of like heavy barrel aged mm. things. This year, I found it really interesting, and I think it's kind of sort of a sign of where the beer world is going. There are a lot of um, barrel aged sours. Um, there are barrel aged lagers. There were, the the oh. ABVs were much lower. Um, there were still there were still big barrel aged beers to go along with them, but the variety was much wider. Um, and I just thought it was an interesting statement on like how how much has changed in the last four years, you know, not just in the world, but in the, the beer world, too. Um, I loved them both for very different reasons. Yeah, I, I found that for myself, I uh, that helped me narrow down the beers that I was going to have because you can never have all the ones you want. Exactly. I right. wish I'd tried some more of the sours and those other ones, but I think yeah. I I almost exclusively had the uh, had the 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 dark ones. And uh, no regrets at all. I think the best one I had might have been from Vosberg. Oh, uh, I thought I had no tear, uh, but I, I, I also love the one from the Warbler, um, which was their their breakfast stout. Yes. You, yeah, I remember you you'd yeah. pointing me towards that. Yeah. one. They're, yeah, they're a really great um, brewery. Just uh, they're uh, north, just outside of Albany. Um, they're 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 relatively new. I hmm. I stumbled upon them um, in I believe it was 2020. Uh, when I was escaping to go hiking in the Adirondacks in the middle of a shutdown and this, this poor little brewery had just opened and I was like, well, I'm going to check it out. And I walked in, I was kind of blown away by the quality of their beer, given that they were so new. And in talking with Dave, because we'd been working on the curtain up project and all these other things going on, um, I mentioned them and lo and behold, here we are, you know, three and a half years later and he remembered and sent them an email, and uh, and those guys came down, and I, I thought they knocked it out of the park. Uh, 
So that was that was that was exciting to see a, a young yeah, brewery was really great. get a shot. He was so thrilled to be in the city and pouring with those. You know, he kept saying, "I'm pouring beers with with people that I, that I admired growing up," and I was like, "That's that's pretty awesome." Well, Mark, of course, part of the reason uh, that you're back on here is because we we you know we heard all about uh, Curtain Up last time, mm-hmm. uh, and we heard about some other things, but we didn't really get uh, to uh, what we here on the beer oh, cast refer to as the oh uh, my gosh uh, as as your origin story. Because, of course, uh, before uh, the, your Broadway career, before the Formling Happy Hour guys, you had your way, you first found your way towards beer. And we'd love to hear uh, any, any, any observations you would like to talk about how, what set you on the journey, how you arrived to the part on the journey where you are currently. Well, um, I remember very distinctly the first beer. I, I always tried anything different that I saw. So even before the explosion of craft beer and, 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 and that, I was always trying to so- try something from another country or, you know, an, an out-of-town brewery, like anything I could find right. that wasn't what I would find at my local grocery store. Um, so I, I drank things like Beamish from Ireland, um, uh, things along which we can't get here in the United States anymore. Um, and, but I remember very distinctly the, the first time I tried, and this is going to date me a little bit, a lot of it. Um, I tried the winter warmer from Harpoon way back in the day. Oh, wow. And, and it, okay. and it's just, it's, it's just a, a spice bomb. You know, it's, it's all of, it's all of the Christmas <laughs> spices in, in a brown ale. And I was like, what is this? This, is this beer? And I, I fell in love with it. And then I thought, well, I want to try more things that I don't think of as beer. Um, so I'd say that's my origin cool. story. Like, harpoon and i'm from massachusetts although i moved when i was early so anything new england i have an affinity for it's just a soft spot in my heart um and so when i tried that beer i was like there's a lot more to beer than i realized and from there you know it was that I, I just took off uh, a few years later we started the happy hour guys and it actually started um to to more focus on historic bars and pubs around the country and around the world and then what happened was we started to meet craft brewers in our travels, and we literally grew up with the craft beer movement. So we ended up, we're at over mm. 400 episodes now. Um, we're both professional actors, so we were traveling a lot for the first like 12, 15 years. And anytime we traveled, we explored where we ended up. And that would include breweries and historic bars and, you know, bars of note, anything like that. Um, so, so I, I just became this, this sort of intrepid beer traveler. And, um, and I, I, I <laughs> all I wanted to do was try things I'd never tried before. That's my beer story. So Mark, uh, you, you, do you get, get a little more of a little timeline here when you say the first 15 years that begs the question, what year did it start? Yeah, we, we started, what we, shot, your age. we shot our pilot. <laughs> I, I was 11 and we shot our pilot in, um, in <laughs> oh 2006. Gosh. I'm kidding. Um, we shot our pilot in 2006 and we thought we're going to send it off to the, to all of the cable networks and we're, someone's going to pick us up. Piece of cake. Easy peasy. Well, two years later, we're still sitting around and we're like, no one's picking this up. We're just going to do this ourselves. 
so we just started going places, shooting uh, wherever we were, um, producing and editing and all of that ourselves. Um, so that, that started in earnest in 2008. I'd say in about 2009, we like kicked into gear. And for a long time, we were re releasing an episode a week, um, which included like traveling to places and, and full production. Um, right. uh, and then Jimmy now, uh, my partner, Jimmy Ludwig, uh, and his family uh, in, what's it, in 2022, they, uh, in no small part because of the pandemic, um, he accepted a position as a professor mm. of, of theater, of musical theater in uh, northern Michigan. So so we are mm. we are now separated by, you know, more than half the country. Um, and and I'm sort of soldiering on with the, the Happy Hour Guys uh, banner at the moment. He does what he can when he can, but he's very busy. Um, so we're, we're sort of redefining ourselves at the moment. But um, but nothing has stopped. And, and I I still use it as an excuse to. To travel as much as possible. I just I just went to another brewery uh, three days ago. I went to my 552nd different brewery. Um, I went to Wild Air. Whoa! In uh, in Asbury Park, New Jersey, who has only been around for about a year, and uh, and they're fantastic. Their 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 tap room is beautiful. Um, if you if anybody's in the neighborhood, you should definitely stop by. There's a lot to do in Asbury Park, but that's definitely should be on your list if you go. Well, that's what I definitely noticed on your Instagram. The fact that you always put the number of uh, how many breweries you've been to, it, it makes me envious because I never did that and I wouldn't know where to start and I would have an inaccurate number. Did you, how early in that did you realize I have to keep a tally? Of this? Well, I'm, I, I'm actually, I was inspired by Chris O'Leary, um, Brew York, uh, who's, oh, who's, New York. who's, you know, okay. New York, yeah. is, is go, travels far and wide and, and I'm still not quite, Legendary. Sure how he manages to do it, but he travels the world. So he's at over 3,300 breweries. That's right. that's never going to happen for me. Um, but but I was inspired by him, and and uh, it was a it was a number of years ago that I decided I I, wa I wanted to figure out for myself to begin with. So I went back and I went through every brewery that was open in the country at the time. Now this must have been seven eight years ago now. And then I went back and looked at mm -hmm. our feed, okay. at the Happy Hour Guys feed, and saw what was missing, and 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 then folded in breweries that had sadly closed, um, and then I, I picked up from there and continued on. So um, so yeah, so it, it and then you know I was on tour for with shows um, for over three years, so I was traveling to a, a new city every one to three weeks, and uh, and I would I would use that as as an opportunity to explore the craft beer scene you know five nights a week after my show um now i will say i learned that not the rest the rest of the country is not quite as late night inclined as, as new york city so if i <laughs> right. if i was doing a show that's that fair enough that, fair enough yeah if i was doing a show on a thursday night and i got out at 11 my my choices were slim in certain cities but i, I found mm -hmm. them so yeah that's fantastic so you, you joined the uh, the cast of a of a touring show just so you could get to different breweries. <laughs> it's one of, one, it was that's one why of I became first. an actor. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to say, yes. that's that makes sense. that's part of the joy of it, right? Is you get to see yeah. the, the, but also if someone else is picking up your bar tab and the travel tab to the bar tab, that's 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 the win. That's awesome. Exactly. Now, you said yeah. you're from Massachusetts. What, ta what town are you from? I was born in Worcester. Um, we Worcester. moved when I was... Me Worcester. too. Really? Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, we moved when I was very young um, to Virginia, 
and I, I spent you know the bulk of my oh, childhood okay. growing up in Virginia. But we, I still have family in Massachusetts. We travel there often. I travel there often, and um, and and you know the the roots run deep. My dad's first job as a kid was at Fenway Park, um, so I'm a Red oh, Sox wow. fan. There's cool. no escaping it. It's just the way it was, right. you know. Um, so yeah, so I still feel I, I've done a lot of work in New England. I, I've done shows in Massachusetts and Vermont and uh, Maine. And uh, I, I just, I feel at home anytime I go there. So I still consider myself a New Englander. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. I was born in Worcester as well, but I, I'm, I grew up in Sh- Grafton and Shrewsbury, which are suburbs of Worcester. Sure. Um, yeah. My family was living in New York. Yeah, moved moved to New York when I was 22. So that's fantastic. And the breweries are amazing. I mean, I know. Yeah. There you go. I used to work at Tom Fooleries. Remember Tom Fooleries? Oh yeah. Wow. Not that old. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, great breweries. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, Treehouse. And what's great oh, is yeah. my family lives down Cape Cod now, and oh, they wow. have the Treehouse sandwich, and it's right. a great tap right. room. And you can, and it's not like it's not like the regular Treehouse where everybody just waits in long lines. Right. It's like right. you can access it. <laughs> really nice. Yeah. Parking's not yeah. good, but otherwise, it's a it's a fantastic spot. I was just there and, recently. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Sandwich is a town, not. A menu item. <laughs> that yeah, seems I, I know he's mentioned before, but Mark, I appreciate you reminding me of that because I was thinking like a treehouse sandwich. I wonder what's in that. Oh yeah, of course you meant there's a treehouse. There's a lot I, of different which is tra- there's things in sandwich around the town where you drive you see a place and be like sandwich public house. Oh, I wonder if they good sandwiches there. You know, everything everything looks like a sandwich place. Right, right? Sandwich yeah. City Hall. All right, I'm there. <laughs> Huck's sister actually lives there, and we've talked about yes. this at great length. But of course, again, we drink, we forget things. True, it's how it all always happens. Right, <laughs> only the finest to go. Right on. It's like it's like a slight. Uh, a slight I'm curious to go. The, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's a sl- slight twist on the the Tyrion Lannister saying. Like we drink and we forget things. He drinks and he knows things. So, <laughs> yeah, Perfect. yeah, right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think I think that might be the episode title. We drink and we forget things. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, Sounds about right. <laughs> The um, I want to make a correction, a huck up uh, early before we have to go to the next. I said field work is made in San Ramon. No, San Ramon is another outpost. They, they, they brew in Berkeley, Berkeley, California. Oh, uh, oh it, really interesting. This uh, this beer I'm having is part of a series called the Wayback Series. And they made four beers. Death Will Tremble, Imperial Stout. We had that the other night with Uncle Ed. Uh, we also had um, uh, Crowded Lonely Night, which is a quad ale. And they also made a barley wine and this wrapped in warm flannel. And the idea is that they're making strong beers without all the adjuncts. You know, they're making them in the pure way, the way back series, as it were. So really nice. Yeah, I, like, I appreciate that. I, uh, I, I feel like this is uh, I, I want to go back to the beginning of your origin story, mm-hmm. Mark, because I'm curious. You know, you said that you were you're always looking for something different. Did you have no fallow period where you were just drinking garbage? Like a lot of people's origin story that start with terrible beer. Yeah. Did you have, did you not have a period of that for yourself at all? Well, sure. I mean, I was in college once, um, <laughs> and 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 when I was in college, and where I was in college, um, I went to school in Williamsburg, Virginia, uh, which was dominated by okay. by Anheuser Busch down the, down the road. So, I mean, one of our fancy days sure. out would be to go to the brewery there and get two of the little samples of whatever Anheuser Busch thing you could get that day. Um, there was also a really, really mm. horrible um, 
mass produced, I don't even think it was local, but it was called Goebbels. I mean, it would have been the equivalent of like old time Pabst or old time, not even as good as Pabst or Ham. Um, and we just called it. Or Hams. Yeah. yeah. We called it Gerbils. Um, and, and you could get like a, a, a case for $5. You know, it was, it was it was barely beer, but we were in college and we didn't know any better. So, um, so I, I actually blame that for me coming late to beer in my life because I was like, beer is horrible. Why are all these people drinking beer? And then it took something, you know, it took, it actually took me drinking a Guinness and then a Beamish and going down the, the like the foreign um, menu uh, to, to discover that, that mm-hmm. not all beer was like a bland, light, flavorless lager because that's all we were getting in the country and, and until it started to bubble up into something else. This is a familiar path. I think yeah. uh, Beer Wonder had kind of a similar thing where yeah. e- either you soldiered through terrible beer and eventually your taste got better or you thought you hated beer and then yeah. forsook it for some time exactly. and then eventually got back there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Goebbel, uh, that is the path. That is the that, way for many people. That is so. that is that is that looks Goebel. very familiar. Yeah, that is Goebel, and it, and mm-hmm. it, that makes it look so much fancier than it was. <laughs> <laughs> golden golden light. I mean, naturally who like light. Yeah, I love light. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was bad. Interesting. I feel like there really is, uh, I, and I guess this is another good thing about the craft beer movement, is because since now all of us having craft beer think of the macros as sort of the devil. Uh, it's interesting that I don't think there are a lot of just on their own shitty beers anymore. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I mean, cause right. those of us who are craft think all the macros are shitty, but like all those shitty brands that I grew up with, whether it's Milwaukee's best, uh, we just mentioned hams, Goble, mm-hmm. uh, what was the, what was the, uh, Meisterbrow was another oh, yeah. one. Meisterbrow. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And old Milwaukee itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't I don't know if any of those beers are still left. And if they are, they they have been bought by the bigger companies generally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. As a rule, somewhere there's like a grandfather fridge in someone's basement, you know, that has all of them <laughs> with some with some vintage Meister Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pull tabs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but talking about your you're mentioning about how that and, and I, I you know I but I think I also agree. It's interesting you talking about how uh, going out and drinking after shows. I think yeah. that's definitely where a lot of my formative drinking experience started because you do a show and it's like eleven o'clock at night and presumably you're not in a place where all the bars are already closed. You go out with a cast and you have yeah. have drinks and you yeah. and you and you have that. Um, and uh, we mentioned a little bit already about about your career. Uh, in the and and I remember the last time you were on talking about not only with your touring that you were in the midst of a tour in Ohio oh, when yeah. the pandemic started. Was that right? That is correct. Yeah, we were. Uh, I was I was doing the My Fair Lady um, Lincoln Center production, which I had done on Broadway. Oh, wow. and then we and we closed on Broadway, and um, and and I thought my time with the show was up, and then my wife got cast in the tour. And so then they asked if I wanted to come along hmm. and we, we, of course we jumped at the chance. We never get to work together. Um, so we were very yeah. excited. Uh, and we started in November of 2019. Um, we opened oh, in man. Wow. Washington. We, we opened in Washington, DC, uh, like right around new year's Eve. 2019, 2020. Sure. And then, hit, and then hit the, we had a short layoff in there, but we, we hit the road around that time. Um, and in hindsight, 
um, we're pretty sure that I had COVID, a mysterious flu-like illness swept through our cast in January, February. Um, we're mm. in hindsight, pretty certain it was COVID. Um, uh, in, in, in fact, one of the, one of the, the most horrifying memories I had was because at that point we were still in the the show must go on mind set, you know, where like you pushed through yeah, everything. Yeah, sure, yeah. You know, if you if you can walk, if you're not if you're not getting sick, you can do the show. You should go and do your job. Um, I remember we were in Charlotte. I don't know if I should tell this story online, but I will. Um, so I, I had arranged for my wife and I to, to go and have. It's okay. No one's listening. <laughs> to have a sloth experience at one of the wildlife parks where we, I paid extra for us to like be alone with a sloth and hold it and feed it. And, you know, and um, so we, and I felt horrible on the day and I thought, you know what, I've already paid for it. We don't have another chance to do it. We're, I'm, I'll be fine. I'm just going to push through. We're going to do it. So we went, we had this great day with Nacho the sloth and, um, and then, and then the world changed. And I remember once, once we were coming out of lockdown, I was like, oh my God, what if I killed Nacho? Like, what if I gave COVID to Nacho the sloth? <laughs> so I went online and oh I my. looked it up. And thank God, Nacho is alive and well and still doing his job. That's fine. Oh, um, oh, that's a relief. But then then subsequently, my wife got very ill. Um, and hers, mm. and, and, and again, we're fairly cer- as certain as we can be that it was COVID. Um, hers turned into pneumonia. Right. And, uh, and when oh, everything wow. shut down, we were in Columbus, Ohio. We were driving the tour and she was still very sick. So they kept telling us we'd be back in a week or two and everything would be fine. So she wasn't up to take the drive from Ohio back to New York, which is actually a blessing in disguise because New York was being hit so hard. Um, and we ended up staying in right. the, the Columbus, Ohio, downtown Holiday Inn for six and a half weeks. Um, and it for, wow. most, for most of the time, it was... It was a huge 240 room hotel. Um, and at most, there were usually three or four other people in there at any given night. So we would go days, uh, maybe a week without actually seeing other guests. It was very Stephen King. It was very surreal. Wow. Um, and the only reason it stayed open is because it was uh, a block from a, a hospital and, they, and the, the traveling doctors needed mm. to have a hotel. Otherwise, our hotel would have been closed down right. too. Um, so, so yeah, so the, wow. Interestingly, um, so during those six and a half weeks, obviously everything was closed, but given what I said earlier about wanting to explore and supporting small businesses and things like that, I took it upon myself to go to as many of the local breweries as were open and doing, you know, take out, you'd, you'd pull up at the curb and they'd come out and hand you a bag and you'd be like, thank you. And you'd travel on. Um, so I went to every brewery in Columbus that I could, that was open. Um, and got beer to go. And if they had merchandise, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to buy a hat. I'm going to buy a shirt. I'm going to do whatever I can to help you because you guys are getting hammered right now. Um, so for six and a half, half weeks, yeah. I did that. And I have a really soft spot in my heart for Columbus, Ohio. Now. Um, it was it was very yeah. difficult. But at the same time, like my wife and I got to spend a lot of time together. And there was no pressure other than uh, I remember walking in circles in the parking lot with no other cars in the parking lot, just calling family and friends to check in, see how they were. And we just, we just walk for hours in the parking lot, checking on our, on the people we knew and cared about, um, getting our steps in and then, you know, uh, supporting local businesses. 
So yeah, so that was that was the beginning of the pandemic for us. Wow, wow, that's amazing. You know, I I, I grew up in Dayton, but I've only been to a few places in uh, in Columbus. The main main thing the last uh, few years, uh, because my father and I used to do a lot of traveling, uh, and we found Brewdog pubs like all over the world. And then they opened a big facility near Columbus. We stayed uh, there. Did you spend some time there? We stayed there. We stayed there. Oh, the, at the doghouse? We stayed at the doghouse the night before we opened in Columbus. Huh. So three days before the world oh, shut wow. down. Okay. We stayed in the BrewDog. Um, and my poor wife was really- Oh, oh that's, that's too fantastic. funny. So like she would stay in the room and I'd go down and get stuff and bring it up. Um, and, and we had a great time. It's a beautiful facility. It's a really like crazy place. But the-, the but, things were already starting to shut down and you could there was a wariness about people at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it felt odd, but it was, it's a beautiful place. It really is. You know, you don't, you never have to, and we stayed, the room we stayed yeah. in, yeah. Um, you opened the door and it looked out over the barrel aging room. And, um, and there, there was a, there's a, a oh, wow. there's a tap in your room and there's a, there were um, uh, beers in the shower. There's like a little cooler in the shower. You can open the door and get a beer in the shower. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Love yeah. It was that. really fun. Yeah. And then the beers are very yeah. popular. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it did. And, th- and then like when you were here two years ago, uh, talking about curtain up and of course, the whole reason quick primer for anyone who didn't listen to that episode, doesn't even remember that, that curtain up was a beer that was uh, there to, to uh, buoy up the, uh, the, theater theatrical community mm-hmm. it was uh, an open source beer everywhere and 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 when you were on and we were talking about that and we all had a different uh curtain up beer that time uh broadway i think was just starting to come back in a somewhat anemic way but everyone there was a whole like broadway is back campaign mm-hmm. um and i was we, we we expressed some of our our reservations about that things are better since then but they're still a little weird uh, i guess i'm curious with you you've I, i'm back at my uh one person show that i do i've also done a couple of small things but you've you've gotten back at some of the circles some of the some more touring and stuff like that so how how are you experiencing the current phase of post or continuing covid mm. world uh, as far as the theatrical community goes you know, I, I, it's funny um, because the, the Broadway is back thing was a huge, especially when it comes to Broadway, the thing to remember is it's big business, you know, and it's really, it's really run by the, by the producers. That's, you know, it, it, there's a trickle down effect and it helps, it helps all of those restaurants and bars and retail shops. And, you know, it, it is a part of the lifeblood of New York, um, but at, at its heart, it is a money-making endeavor. Um, so the producers, yep. it was very important to them for people to, to believe that Broadway was back. Um, what's, what's going on now that a lot of people still don't realize is, I mean, just last week there were Broadway shows that were canceled because of COVID. Um, you don't hear that sure. anymore. Um, it's, you, you sort of have to do the, the deep dive into the, the, like the, the Broadway media to, to find out what's going on. And they often couch it in other language they say you know because of an illness or whatever um but it it is still COVID and it's still affecting the the business and the i mean i remember when i i did the the, the broadway revival of ragtime about 15 years ago and mm. we had two and a half feet of snow they didn't cancel the show we didn't cancel the oh. show like we we had to find our way to the theater yeah. and perform and and that's that's how it was in the before times it, it, 
we can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but we also, we, but a lot of people in charge also yeah. don't want to admit that we can't do that. Um, so I think theater is right. is back, but theater has changed. Um, there's a there's a lot more competition right now. There are a lot of people still trying to find their way in the new reality of the business. Um, I'm doing a lot more concert mm. work right now, which I, had, I before I did almost exclusively mm. full full shows. Um, I think it's easier for people to produce concerts than full productions at the moment. Um, again, sure. like it's changing, it's changing, but it's incremental. Um, and as long as people are still getting sick, uh, and it's not just COVID, you know, it's RSV, it's lots, a lot of the other, a lot of the other, um, specifically respiratory uh, viruses really affect performers because we got to be able to sing and speak. Mm. Um, so, so we're yeah. still we're still feeling our way through it. I think, um, I think it's getting better. Um, I think, uh, for me personally, I, I, it looks like my, my year is going to be pretty good, at least in comparison to the last three years. Um, um, but I, but I, I guess the, the shorter answer to your question is I, I think we're still very much a work in progress and we're still figuring out what the new normal is yeah. and we're not even at the new normal, but we have to figure out, we're going to have to figure it out. Yeah as we as we go on a regular basis yeah I, f I feel that way also about new york in general yes is like i i think I, I, it's still i don't know how it's totally coming back from everything or what it's going to look like when we're yeah. at some and maybe it'll still feel like it's changing because new york is always changing sometimes slower than others right right but, uh it's odd i i think the reason reason i i i, I one of the first th I, I found it really interesting one of the first jobs i think you had back uh, when things were opening up was you, you did a production of men of La Mancha in Lancaster, That's Pennsylvania. Right. Do yeah. I have yeah. that right? That is absolutely right. Yeah. And, and I remember seeing the things you were putting on Instagram and just talking about all the various cast changes that were happening in that very brief amount of time for a, probably a relatively brief run, but also to me, you know, we're talking about going to bars after shows with a cast and, you know, having that sense of camaraderie, mm. And I was struck by all the things you were talking about, how that you all had to isolate uh, when you weren't at the thing. So you were showing all these pictures of like covered bridges and, yeah. and wildlife because yeah. you couldn't hang out with your castmates. Right. That is very true. Um, Wild. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I did a production of Titanic in Milwaukee um, and, and I got COVID. Uh, I was the, the first person in that production to, to, to actually get COVID. And I hadn't been anywhere. The only thing I'd done other than rehearsal mm. was take was take a hike in the middle of the woods. And I I might have passed one person on the trail and that was about it. So we that's still a mystery. There was one other guy in the cast that got it. And we're like, I don't know which one of us got it first or how we got it. Um it, it's that mysterious. It could have been in rehearsal, who knows? But um but yeah, and and you know, yeah. I think I think a lot of people have let that that level of, of guard down at this point. But um but certainly sure. for a while, yeah, it was very much, we're at work, I'll just see you at work tomorrow, we can't socialize. The theater was asking us to please, you know, use the, our, our best judgment in terms of where and when we would see each other, because obviously, if you're hanging out with six other people from the cast, if one of you gets it, chances are four or five of you are going to get it at least, and then and then the right. show is in, in, yeah. in jeopardy, so yeah. Now, uh, Mark, it's my understanding that you were in the uh, original cast of Newsies. Is that correct? I was. Yes, I was. Uh, I am. That's fantastic. Actually... Let me ask you what. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to ask you, what was Christian Bale like as a child actor? 
<laughs> you know what's really funny? Like, I, uh, I think that was the movie. This is all hearsay, Excuse but me? from what I've been told, Uh-oh. he didn't. It, they they made it a musical after he was cast, and he was very upset about that. So to this day, he does not acknowledge that he did the movie. He doesn't involve himself with any wow. of the like reunions or any of the things around it. He didn't have anything. To, a lot of the uh, movie cast did come either to see the show or to meet us or hang out. And um, but he, as far as I know, to this day, still continues to de- deny any involvement. Oh, so, so that's kind of like a, Christopher Clemmer and The Sound of Music. <laughs> that yes. ended up being a good question. Yeah, but I am. I was the only cast member. Um, who did the out-of-town triad at the Paper Mill Playhouse in Milburn, New Jersey, then went to Broadway, did the entire Broadway run, which was about two and a half years, and then went straight from Broadway onto tour, which is the big tour where I did all of my my craft beer exploring, for another two and a half years. So I was with the show. Uh, it was supposed to be a nine-week contract, and I was with it for about five years. And, um, yeah, wow. it, was kind of wow. the, it was the job of a lifetime. Like it really was. It came out of nowhere and it yeah, changed it was my life. Yeah, a big part of your life there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really was. And people can still see it. They did film us. They filmed us at the uh, Pantages Theater in Los Angeles. Um, we're, we're the live version. So technically I am in the movie of, of Newsies, just in the other movie of Newsies. Um, and so you can see it on uh-huh. Disney. You can see it on Disney Plus now. Yeah. But there's no Christian Bale. There's just a, Jer- oh, there's cool. a Jeremy Jordan. And you're on oh. the original. Uh, you're on the cast recording as well. I am. Yeah. Right on. But of course, in the midst of all of this that we've been doing and, and theater lurching back and having false starts and finding its way, you did explore a few other uh, outlets in the last, I don't know. I, I don't know how long you've been working on, on your uh, writing career. Uh, I, I'll admit I have, I haven't read the book yet, but I, uh, I am really curious to hear about how that all came about. If it was all the time inside that made you like, maybe there's something you've been working on for years you finally committed to finishing or how what, tell me about that um it was a really interesting sort of confluence of many things um the fans of newsies uh, called all of us shall i say slightly mature character men um they called us the oldsies so oh okay yeah so we were the oldies. We had like there were t-shirts of course right? they did it was a thing yeah um but one of my fellow oldsies nick sullivan began writing books back in 2016. Um, and we were all like, sure, you're going to write a book, whatever. Um, but he did. And he's written six or seven books now. Well, I've always written. I, I, I've been, I started writing before I started performing. Um, but then performing sort of overtook it and it, it got shoved aside. But then when the pandemic hit, um, we were all looking for creative outlets. And, uh, and so I just sat down one day and started to uh, flesh out a story that had been in the back of my brain for decades. And, um, and one thing led to another and I just kept doing it. And, and then before I knew it, I had a 292 page book, um, that combined a lot of things that I really love. It combined theater, it combined music with travel and, and craft beer. There's a, there are a lot of craft breweries, uh, like real life craft breweries and real life beers mentioned in my books. I, I mentioned the places and the people that I really love. So Gun Hill is mentioned in my book. Um, Beer Culture in Midtown is mentioned. Montauk Brewing, whose hat I'm wearing tonight, mm. they, they they feature pretty prominently in book nice. one. Um, and in book, book two travels a little further south and goes to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. But again, 
Gun Hill. There's a great brewery in uh, in the Outer Banks called Swelsa Brewing that is that they all feature very prominently, and they're like great bars and things like that. So, um, so it, I didn't start writing with the intention of of actually having the books published. Um, but because of the, the sort of beauty of independent publishing now, and uh, I wasn't really interested in going through the full traditional publishing route, just wasn't, just wasn't where I was. So I just published it myself. Um, and they, so now I've got, hmm, okay. I even brought them because I always have them with me. I even have, like, I have two books out now, which is not something I ever thought I would say. Oh, wow. Um, and they're, and, they're, and oh, the, third cool. one, the third one will be out this spring. And they all combine all of the same things that I just mentioned. And, you know, plus they are urban fantasies, so they also combine folklore and urban legends and paranormal um, stories from around the world, different cultures, and they all sort of come together in this big mixing bowl. And uh, and uh, and <laughs> probably goes without saying that the uh, the oldsies, who we're we're all still really really good friends. Um, we have a we have a a text chain that we has been going for. 13 years now um and and i always say like wow. whenever whenever it finishes we should donate it to the smithsonian because it's it there must be unbelievable <laughs> things in there um but the oldies became a, in my story the stories they became uh, the grumbles so there's this there's this group of of older character actors who are, <laughs> they, they always play sort of cranky characters so they got called the Grumbles by the fans, and it sort of follows them as they deal with a lot of this uh, otherworldly stuff that invades their world. Oh, that's great! So and cool. and uh, I know you held up the books briefly. Let let, it, let everyone know what the titles of the, of yes. the books are uh, so far. Book one is called The Peripherals. Book one, the end is the beginning. It's called The End is the Beginning because it starts in Manhattan and then ends in Montauk, and Montauk is the end of Long Island. Uh, so that's and, book one. Yeah. And book two is called Red Sky, um, the peripherals book two. And that starts in Manhattan and then travels down to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And they encounter uh, all sorts of figures from history and from legend and from cultures around the world. And uh, yeah, it, they're a lot of fun. And I have a great time researching them and, and bringing all the different aspects from around the world together and trying to, trying to show how much we all really have in common and also what the power of, of art and music and theater uh, really brings to the world that maybe we don't hear about all that much. I, and I presume, uh, and I know this is uh, the big behemoth. I feel like since we're, we're, we're a craft brew show and we're all about the micro stuff, but I have to mention, I, I assume you can get it at the corporate behemoth bookseller, Amazon. Is that the you easiest can, way to get it? That is the easiest way to get it. You can get it there. You can get it uh, through Kindle. Uh, which is, of course, Amazon. It's also on Kindle Unlimited, so if you have that, you can read it for free. Yeah. Um, you can order it through um, through BarnesandNoble.com, um, but uh, as of now, it's not okay. really being stocked in in individual stores. But I'm, I'm that's my next my next project. That and uh, I really want to support independent bookstores, so I'm I'm sort of approaching them one by one and and uh, spreading the word, sort of nice. you know more 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 ground level work than than that. But yeah. Well, yeah, in a story, I think we have one independent bookstore, don't we? Yes, I think. Well, yeah, and frankly, do you know, do you know the one I mean? Yeah, we're lucky to have that one. <laughs> you know, because they're they're few and far between these days. <laughs> yes, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. yeah, but you will yeah. fans of Broadway and, and fans of craft beer will will recognize a lot of familiar things in the books. Some of them, some of them disguised not very well, and some of them not disguised at all. 
<laughs> Looking forward to reading yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So so we we've gotten through the origin story. We've been talking about the whole theater. We've been talking about the the books. Gentlemen, are we ready to to start spitballing about oh, gosh. Mark's beer venger name? This is this is a big moment, Mark. So really the question is, are you ready? Honestly, I forgot we were doing that. I have to think about it. <laughs> is anyone ever really ready for this? But I mean I, I don't think so. But but Mark, Mark I mean I and we know what your OG beers are, but like is there a style that calls to you regularly? I am I am an an what's the what's the omnivore equivalent of beer? I'm an omnivore drinker. Um I, there's really no I'm style beer. of beer oh, that there, I, there we are. there's no style of beer that I dislike. I will say I more often than not will uh, gravitate towards IPAs, doubles or below, triples. I I'll try. Okay. But, uh, um, I I'm a big sucker for anything stout or porter. I love things aged in barrels. It doesn't have to be a stout or a porter. I just love things that are aged in barrels. Um, I am. I'm. I'm. I feel like I'm sort of a a, a novice um, explorer in the sour world, but I really enjoy it. It just took me a while to get there. Um, so there are. I haven't found the beer yet that I dislike, unless it's a really bad beer. Yeah, okay. definitely going to explore. And yeah. uh, he's a Renaissance man. And well, uh, and I do. I do have a question because there is. You know, I know that you know you've you've done shows on Broadway. Uh, do you tap? Because tap has many meanings between oh. the theater and the and the brewing world. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is true. I am, I am an enthusiastic and very poor tap. Okay, <laughs> all right. As opposed to a very good tap pourer. Oh come on, poor tapper. There tap you go. Pourer. There I, you I, go. I, I, like it. Yeah. I don't think that's the name. I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. Uh, I. I did think because you're mentioning the hopnivore or the, the omnivore, maybe a hopnivore. Hopnivore. We did a, get some hoppy be beers in there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that does feel like a, that feels like a voracious uh, character that goes out and you know True. grabs all the beer and is is, is you right. know uh, is trying everything is really doing the doing the good work of the beer vengers there. And uh, as the character actor, the uh, you know there's a, maybe he's got the, uh, a little bit of malt character to him. Oh, okay. True. Hop character. <laughs> He's in a character because he plays characters on the shows and the and the and the and the plays. I see what you do with there, Huck. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, trying to think of maybe incorporating. We got newsies, oldsies, sudsies, sudsies. Uh, Sudsy, but Sudsy doesn't really no, any, bring us enough, especially because you know you're a dark beer drinker, right? We're, we're, He's also the happy that. hour guy. I mean, uh, so there. I mean, you know. yeah, there that that is that is almost a beer vendor name in itself. But I feel like it we got. I think we like want to spice it up a little bit for this. Right, because if you have two happy hour guys, they should each have their own individual exactly, identity. Right. Exactly. They're stronger together, but 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 formidable on their own. Yeah. The Hoptivore does have an interesting sensibility to it. Um, that kind of that what I think is starting to, to to pull into the lead. But the thing about this mark is that is that you choose the name. The name does not necessarily choose you. Yeah. So the, other that he's the explorer, the beer explorer. He's always trying the new uh, yep. new styles and new breweries. Uh, 
He's a a, a trailblazer, uh, even if you will. Uh, There's something up. about venturing the the oh. the 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 beer the venturer. Beer, the beer venturer. Honestly, that's you know, it's very close to our right. general brand. But beer venturer does have a nice character to it. Yeah. Notice Mark I, isn't saying anything. Well, I, I, feel I, like, I like you're I like the writer, but I feel like it, it's encroaching too much on your territory. You know what I mean? Because beer vengers, beer venture. Um, what's another word for explorer? Oh, who? See, this is why I should always bring a thesaurus when we're having a a, a beer venture name off. Taking notes. Uh, <laughs> Ah, there, there's like a, a oh oh there's it could be there's a there's something like um I don't know there, there's like a, a I, I like this sort of like character sensibility if you're thinking about an explorer you could be like a rambler or something like that mm. um you mm-hmm. know that gets us into crowlers and growlers and um I just was looking for discovery the, the discoverer I was just I just looked up synonyms and the, like the the third one was rambler so. Hmm. Rambler. Okay. okay. Yeah, the uh I'd love to have some version of beer weaved into the name as well. Right. Yes. Right. That's, that, uh, it doesn't have to be Hopnivora, but Hopnivora is, is like the only one we have so far that actually has beer as part of the name, except for Beer Venturer. Well, if we're doing, if we're we're trying all kinds of different beers, we're rambling, we're uh, roving, we're. Um, He's also the player. He's the the player. Troubadour. The uh, uh, true beer door. True beer door. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. True beer door. True beer beer door. It's a little hard to get to, but true beer door is kind of nice. It And includes the music. Or or just the beer door. When you're in Massachusetts, you just say true beer door. Hang on. The Brubador. Oh, the Brubador. There we go. Do we have a name? I think we we found it. I think we found it. I think we've got it. All right. We're going to have to land there because otherwise it would be another 20 minutes. (laughs) Well, but we we, we need a jester type. We need someone to bring levity to our our band. And a Brubador would certainly be that that, that person. Brubador is not bad when you say Brubador is pretty great. I, I kind of, I kind of dig it. All right, it, so okay. I, I'm, I'm going on Instagram right after this. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to become the Brubador. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, make sure that no one else has that. You got to get, got to yeah. get that branding. That's important. That's what right? matters. Yeah. Right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, I like. All right. It. Thanks like so it. much for joining us, Mark. It's been a blast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've had a great time. Thank you so much. All right. So we've, we've got the story. We've got the name. Is there? Is there anything else we need to cover uh, before we bid the Brubador oh. uh, fond brew, uh, brew well? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Brubador, if people want to find you or any of your alter egos on the social medias, where should they look? Okay. Um, on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, I still call it Twitter. I am Mark the Ginger. Um, on Facebook, they can okay. find me at Mark, Mark Aldrich-Author. Or just Mark Aldrich. I'm 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 easy to find. Um, and I and I I respond to everything. I'm on, I'm on the socials pretty often. Um, and if they're interested in the Happy Hour guys, uh, they can find us also on all of those things as either Happy Hour guys or the Happy Hour guys. 
Excellent. Well, Very thanks good. so thanks so much for joining us. It was great getting to know oh, a little yes. bit more about you personally since the room was so crowded the last time yes. you were here. Uh, <laughs> there, was, there was not room for much besides curtain up on that one. So glad glad to have you have you back. Uh, and uh, and and oh, come back anytime. Yeah, it's my it's my pleasure. Anytime you guys have room for me, I'll be here. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you know where to look for us on the socials at the Avengers, uh, Avengers at gmail.com, all of that. And with that, uh, Huck, play us out. We're the beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the beer Avengers.